have gone technologically out of this world. Um, yeah, it was okay. That's it. <laughs> That's a podcast intro. I don't know. It's weird, man. The the feeling I get from it. It's like suspense, then a little bit of funk, then kind of like this authoritative kind of sound, and then a little bit of like funk jam at the end with a nice slap pop bass. But like, I don't know. Well, you made it. I know. <laughs> I recorded that. It's your fault that it is all of those things, and and uh, as from from what I see, totally underwhelming. Well, for you. It, uh, yeah, well, it, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't capture the spirit, I don't think, like it could. But I think what we've proven is that from week one to week two to week three, we've become more technologically advanced. We are improving. Yeah. Even if the opening intro music is awful, we're improving because it's gone from no intro music, just you and I starting to talk, yeah. to... What was a very organic kind of, yeah, like mouth music from my face. That's right, and then and then now a fully recorded. Yeah, and I based that little tune off my mouth music that I right. was referring to. Who Lo- are you? Loosely based. My we should we should name. introduce ourselves. My name is Nick Gilchrist. Yeah, my name's Adam Olson. I'm the member of the Legislative Assembly for Saanich North in the Islands. What's your title? I don't have a title. Mr. Mr.? Wasn't it Guy? Yeah, Guy. I'm just a guy. Just but we established guy. that I'm not just a guy because of certain reasons. What were they again? What happened? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, you're just definitely just a guy. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm still just a guy. You yeah, definitely don't rank any more than just f- a guy. I feel a little bit like a fish out of water because we're not recording in your kitchen today. I know. Well, we were talking before we hit record that actually we couldn't, uh, we can't actually now call this like kitchen table conversations or like any name that we had that was, you know, Adam's living room or kitchen table. That's gone because we're in the actual constituency office. That's today. right. This is my first time here. Can you believe that? Yes, I can because <laughs> <laughs> everyone that knows me that is listening to this is like, yeah, I can totally believe that. Yeah. Totally. For those that don't know you, they're probably like, wow, you've never been to his constituency office before? Yeah, why would I? Just a guy. Well, because there's lots of people that come to the constituency office for our for our my team here to provide support. Yeah, and I showed up about 45 minutes early. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you're prompt. I, I've been sitting sitting in your office for some time now and just like witnessing what happens here how do you feel about that it was good ryan uh the guy at the front desk there ryan he was he was very nice and yeah he's a good guy comfortable told me where the bathroom key was so that's good all my needs were met (laughs) excellent (laughs) tmi too much information it's not too much information oh it's just some information everyone goes to the bathroom that's true (laughs) and i was here for like i said 45 minutes so I was in a meeting with, uh, I think it was six or seven teachers. Oh, it was a bunch. It was a bunch. Yeah. As you said, they just kept. Yeah, clown car in. situation. They just kept coming out of the, the office. Yeah, yeah I could hear uh, mumbled voices in there, and it sounded like two or three people. But then they just kept coming out. 
You yeah, ever I'm, feel ganged up on? No, my meetings, my meetings, the, the thing is, is that I have a really hard time. I love, as you know, I love talking to people and meeting people. And like, that's just, that's one of the reasons why I, I love this work so much. And uh, so if a meeting is scheduled for an hour, it usually goes an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half until someone steps in and says, okay, that's it. Oh, so I was only a half hour early. You were half an hour early and I was 15 minutes late. Well, that's so time I'll never get back. No, but at least now you can tell people that you've witnessed the operation, and it seems to be pleasant. Yeah, and we're live on location, except that no one listens live. So, I mean, we're live now. I'm in the moment. I live in <laughs> you, the moment, Adam Olson. You do live in the moment. <laughs> Here I am. From one moment to the next. So what's what's the next moment? I mean, we this is the third week in a row that we've done this. And actually, I want to I want to acknowledge this. I published the second week's one last Sunday. Yeah. And since then, I've been really been looking forward to this next conversation. I have too. Uh, it's kind of fun. It is fun. And and we've had like of the three people that have given us comments, they've all been supportive. So I, you know, an overwhelming response, really. An overwhelmingly positive response. Yes. Thank the, thank you. Yeah, thank you to all our listener. All of you listener. Um so there's like this giant thing in the room behind you right now. I pachyderm like thing. Yes. Yeah. There's an elephant in here. Okay. Um the school strike. And uh, that's who you you were meeting with. You were meeting with folks. Uh, my kids are still Well My kids are still like hanging around too much. We started uh, in week one talking about the school strike yeah we're now week three and it it's like the end of the third week yeah you know i know you're going like you are going you weren't in the ledge this week right no. you're going back in next week you know how Monday. i know that how you have a bulletin bulletin board out front there yes and i looked at it and there's a piece of paper on it that shows your calendar when you're sitting in there so we're like back. i feel like i feel like we'll 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 talk about this topic for a bit I don't want to dwell on it for a long time because we really do get caught up in it and stuff. But um, uh, give us an update. Give me an update. I'm only one person. Um, and then uh, and then we'll move on. And I actually brought some prepared notes. I didn't bring a pen because I found it was just distracting me last time. Um, so yeah, I and you left your notes on my kitchen table for like two days afterwards as well. So you didn't even you didn't even take it and store it in a file or anything like you haven't even started a filing cabinet for our podcast. Oh, it's all I was up hurt. here, man. I was I'm hurt. I'm I'm pretending to point at my head. Um. So 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 okay. what's going on, man? Well, I am like, look. I mean, I think that there. This is a big, big, big issue. It's a high level issue, and it's a le- it's an issue that's happening on the like right here on the ground in in Saanich. I am. This is this is in the ten years that I've been in politics. This has probably been of the most difficult weeks, right? Yeah, uh, and and you know, like, yeah, I've not been a cabinet minister or a premier or anything like that. I'm sure that the, these are weeks, right? But yeah, it's been tough, and and part of the reason why it's been tough is is because the first week was okay. We understand. We need to get this fixed. Yeah. The second week was really love for this to start to be s- solved now. Yeah, now people are getting kind of 
Oh man, edgy. Well, and and the tone the the tone in the emails, you know, we we read all the emails that come into the office, and people are telling the stories about how this is impacting them, the cost, the the financial burden that individual families are carrying. Yeah, and um, you know, it, it's it is it's really deep. It's not just the teachers that are are facing financial. You know, a crisis because they're out or the the you know certainly the support staff in school district 63 have been making a point that they've been underpaid and and clearly being you know if, if that's the case going in having three weeks off is not going to help the financial situation of those families mm-hmm. and you know i think that we all as parents could carry the burden for a short period of time it's now three weeks it's now almost a full month uh, and it's really like the cost of childcare. And as you've mentioned in the first week and, and me as well, our kids are a bit older and they, they kind of look after each other and themselves and we can, we can watch them from, from, out, you know, from above and outside and, and keep track of them for, for parents and families with younger children that, that this, that's not possible. And we're really hearing, I'm really hearing the stories of how this is impacting them. And, and, what we're coming to now is this is this really difficult impasse and this dilemma I'll call it a dilemma that I'm facing that that we absolutely need to get the kids back into class but yes. we also have to address the deeper problem which is the reason why the strike is happening to begin with which is a situation in which we have a wage disparity in the capital regional district for support staff workers and the longer that goes, the more uh, disadvantage School District 63 has against the other di- with the other districts in the region, meaning it's going to be in, in, a, in a world where there is not enough support staff in each of the classrooms, which is what my meeting was about before we started recording this podcast. Yeah. We can get to that in just a second. The, the longer or the, the higher the wage gap is between our district and the neighboring districts, the more disadvantaged our district is in attracting people to be able to to support our kids. Yeah. So we've got a short-term problem. People can't afford the strike. We've got a long-term problem if the, the reason why the strike is happening doesn't get resolved. So it's, right. it's causing a, a really big problem. And and I just heard loud and clear, and, and this was from, these were teachers from one school, yeah. but I've heard consistently at from all of the schools in the district that I've that I've gone to and that's probably three quarters of them talking to their educators talking to the administrators and talking to the support staff and even talking to st- some students in those schools that there is a crisis in education now there was a gentleman in our writing that criticized me saying criticized a, one of my posts that I put up saying we've got you know look at these two studies that were pulled out of you know probably many and it shows that we have the best education system or we've got the highest ranking education system in the country. And that's and, and I accept that point. Okay. Except for the fact that we are eroding it. Right. And so as a as a as a legislator, I'll accept his point, but I'm not gonna stop there. And that's he, he was willing just to end there. Oh, it's good. We're good. No. If we're not funding it properly, then we're eroding it. And that's not good. Hmm. Okay. So um who is it that has the uh, who is it that has the power to figure this out? It's, this is Minister of Education. Okay, and that's Rob Fleming. 
The Minister of Education is Rob Fleming. Yep. Okay. And and you know like the the financial matters, finding more money or whatever it takes is going to require more of government than just the Minister of Education. But public education education system falls at the feet of the Minister of Education. Right. And um, you know I'm getting a lot of questions from parents. The last time that there there was a school strike, parents got forty dollars per child per day to help cover the cost of childcare. And a lot of people have been asking that. They're desperate. There's an increasing desperation. Yeah. People need support for, you know, finding placements for their kids to for childcare or for, for, um, you know, day camp programs. Right. And you know, like as as has been made abundantly clear to me by my constituents, my peers, our peers, forty dollars a day is, you know. Is uh, is adding up, and one family has shared with us that they've paid twelve hundred dollars. Ouch! So that hurts. Yeah, coming and up to Christmas here, I can't, I can't even like begin to. The businesses in Sydney are, are telling me, business owners in Sydney are telling me that it's impacting the economy already. Yeah. So you know, as I as I wrote earlier this week, all the fancy all the fancy outfits standing around. Having a staring contest, yeah, and people are getting hurt. And the mantra of this government, the number one mantra of this government, was making life more affordable. Yeah, not in school district sixty three right now. Doesn't seem to be a priority at this moment. As you can tell, I'm a bit raw on this. I'm a bit jacked <laughs> yeah, up. I, no, I, I, I like to keep this a bit light. Uh, this this podcast lighter, but I'm jacked up about this one right now because it's. I'm feeling the energy. Yeah, well, it's not good. It's tight. Well, so really, we're just—it's kind of like a wait and see thing right now. Well, look, I think, I think you know, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday on, I think that they're probably going to find a solution to get people back into school. I don't think that they want to go back into the session on Monday. Now, this is just a guess, and if you're listening to this podcast after (laughs) this moment, yeah, yeah, um, uh, you know, I I may be proven correct or incorrect. My gut feeling at this stage on Friday afternoon is that we'll be back in school on Monday and, and they'll you know either have solved the problem or they will have a, a, a program in place to get to a solution for the contract uh, impasse. Because I'm going to be using my time in question period on this next week. Yeah, I can imagine. And, are, yeah. and the, the minister is going to be in front of media scrums at least twice a day as, as they go into the legislature. So, you know, and this is, th- there's a lot of eyeballs on this issue, so... Yeah, well, head on down to the legislature if this isn't figured out by Tuesday. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a, there's a group of teachers that are planning to walk down, march down from Cordova Bay Elementary to the legislature. They're going to be there for question period. I've got their list of names. From Cordova? Cordova Bay to the legislature, yeah. That's a long walk. Holy. They've been walking thousands yeah. of steps every day on the picket line. I so. guess they have. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're ready. So if you want to walk with a group of teachers, they're leaving at about 8.30 from Cordova Bay, and that's what I understand. Well, well, I hope it, I hope it gets figured out. Yeah, me it's, too. It's long overdue. Okay, so do you, like, I want to move on. Me too. So <laughs> Everybody in the district wants to move on. So where were you this week? What would you do? So I was um, Remembrance Day ceremony on Monday in Sydney. And uh, it has been traditionally the largest Remembrance Day ceremony on the Saanich Peninsula. Yep. I've attended it uh, several years now. 
last year I was uh, in Central Saanich, and they've got a very um, a brand new cenotaph, beautiful uh, cenotaph in uh, in Brentwood Park. Yeah, Pioneer, what, Pioneer Park. Uh, is that what it's called? I think it's so. It's a park by, in by the library. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was talking to one of the local councillors, Niall Paul Teal, uh, earlier in the week, and he was telling me that there were several hundred people, many, many hundreds of people that showed up to Central Saanich. So awesome. there's, an, there's an, another growing Remembrance Day ceremony in Brentwood. Uh, I was in Sydney this year. I kind of try to bounce around so that I can be at, and... and um, and honoring the people who've, you know, given the most that you can give yeah. uh, to our democracy. Um, and, and, and in Saanich, North and the Islands, I think there's five or six, maybe seven uh, Remembrance Day ceremonies. So obviously it's difficult to get to them all. Yeah. But Sydney has a, Sydney has a very um, well put together, very well organized um, uh, ceremony. And Brentwood does too. So I started there on Monday. And um, we lay a wreath at uh, at each of those. I've got volunteers that help me with the other ones, and yep. we try to uh, try to have a presence and let people know that that this is an Im- important occasion to mark. So, of course, yeah. I mean, my uh, you know my grandfather. He's getting uh, quite old. He served in World War II, and he's just gotten to the age now. I think this is the second year that he just couldn't yeah. go anymore. So He's 91 now, I think. Yeah, he'll be 91 uh, next month. His his story's phenomenal. Like, I think he was 16 or something, and he volunteered he, in the Merchant Marine. Is that right? Well, he didn't volunteer. Well, yeah, he volunteered, but he lied about his age to get in. So he went in at a young age, um, I think closer to the end of the war. Um, yeah. So I've actually, I actually wrote him a letter one year for Remembrance Day asking him if he wanted to share because it was something once I had kids that, you know, you want to share stories of your grandparents. And I thought that was a really honorable thing that he did. So mm-hmm. I reached out to him and um, then when I saw him at Christmas, because he lives in Vancouver, um, you know, he, he told me about it and it was, it was pretty cool to hear. And he's got all kinds of memorabilia in his basement. He's got mm. this, this old photograph of him on an aircraft carrier, I believe, um, and a whole bunch of people sitting in front of a plane. And yeah, he's got all kinds of old, old stuff. So um, it's really cool. So I, I remember him telling me a story one night when he st- he stayed at our house. This was a few years ago, and uh, uh, Emily. Uh, my wife, your sister Emily, and went out with your mom and aunt, and yep. left me there and and uh, hanging out with Grandpa Joe, and I just started to talk to him about it, you know. And I I didn't, you know, I was I was kind of I was hesitant at the beginning to to see, and then he started to to just talk, yeah. And he was talking about uh, going up the river in um, Vietnam, I think, is a river that snakes back and forth, and how they had set these. You know these. Uh, um, in, in, anyway, it it I, I come from a family that doesn't have any military history, and so it was uh, it was really kind of the closest thing that I have ever had to to hearing a story of somebody from from that time. And it was it it just I think you know when you think of sixteen year olds signing up to go and and do that, 
Yeah. Uh, and then recognizing that we are the beneficiaries of that uh, of that commitment. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty sobering kind of situation. Yeah. I um I don't want to compare it to anything nowadays there's just no comparison but like i and that's the other thing too like my grandfather he 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 lied to get in but i also had a great uncle who um who was just physically a very large dude and he was a young teenager and they thought he was lying to not go to war so they forced him to go to war and he ended up in europe and uh he came back badly, badly damaged um, mentally and uh, struggled with that for the, the rest of his life. So it was just a crazy, crazy time. And hmm. yeah, and even even modern day war, man, I hats off to them, you know. Standing for a few minutes, a very, very few minutes to acknowledge the sacrifices that they made is the least the least we can do. Absolutely. And I think just, um, uh, you know, I think learning the history and, and hearing it from someone firsthand is, is uh, very valuable. So, Lest we forget. Thank you, Grandpa Joe and yeah. everyone else. That's right. Um, so I've come up with a few ideas for our podcast. And they've mostly just, um, I haven't talked to you about this, um, organically grown that's from, from what's happened. That's kind of the that's kind of the thing about this podcast is we try not to talk to each other about it before <laughs> we do it. Like <laughs> that's been like that's the only thing so far that we I think I saw you a few days ago in the yard and I was like, hey, what's going on? Blah blah blah. And you're like, no, don't talk to me about that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well <laughs> okay. So anyway, here we are. Here we are. So I've got an idea. Uh I've got I've got a couple ideas. Um last week I asked for your three favorite Oh no. <laughs> yeah. This is the th- I did tell you before the show that or before we started recording that. You I asked w- me about my three favorite cabinet ministers. Yeah, I did. This is like <laughs> making you squirm. So, um I want to bring it down to the local level this time. Oh, okay. Come on, Adam. <laughs> Get your squirming pants on cuz I want to know what your who, or who your top 3 favorite central Spanish counselors are. <laughs> I'm locking eyes with Adam right now. Who are my top three cent of the seven, of the six? Yeah, is there six? You're gonna get me to pick half of the council. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, and 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 this 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 is just like general, like stupidity. Actually, uh, this is general stupidity. I have to maintain maintain relationships with all of these people. I know. That's why this is going to make you squirm so much. But, you know, I didn't answer. You do know that last week I didn't answer the question. You didn't answer. Oh, yeah, that's another idea I had, but I didn't come up with anything. It was going to be a forced yes or no answer to one question where you just have to say yes or no, and then you don't explain yourself after. But I I I didn't put much time into preparing for this. That is super dangerous. so dangerous. I will not. Pr- I w- no. I will not participate in that. Oh, okay. Fine. Okay. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you who my three favorites are. Okay. But I. But I will not shy away from the ad- invitation. Okay. To talk about a couple of the, of the, counselors in Central Saanich. Well, I'm really holding you to this, aren't I? 
Um, yeah, I know. So your whole thing is falling apart. I, I you know, I look. I think. Um, I think. What I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge Chris Graham in this, and and the reason why I'm gonna do that is because I remember when Chris ran, he was still in Stelly's secondary. This was oh, back yeah, in the in the early right. '90s, right? Yeah. So he's on council now. Yeah. He's he's he was off council when I first got elected in 2008, and I think that was the only time, the only council term. There's two, I think, there, uh, 2008 and 2011, where Chris wasn't around the Central Saanich Council table. Yeah. But I want to acknowledge the fact that when he ran in 2000 or when he ran in the early 1990s, I think he was the er- youngest councillor ever elected to a council table in the history of the province. Right. Now, someone's going to fact check me on that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be anyone in the room because there's no one here to do the fact checking. Yeah. But well. but he was he was 18 years old. Like, I think he was just old enough to run. He got elected. He hand painted his signs. So oh, there was a bunch of old pieces of plywood yeah. with Chris Graham painted on them. And I and when he ran for mayor a couple of years ago, a couple of sessions ago, I think he pulled some of those old awesome Graham for mayor or Graham vote Graham signs out. He's a real DIY Doogie <laughs> Hauser candidate guy. He was a DI he was a do it yourselfer. Awesome. So I but but the reason why I want to s- single him out in this is because he when he ran, I was like, "Hey, that's something that I—that's something that I've got interest in." Yeah. And and I was and you know, I was only a couple of years older than he was, maybe in my maybe twenty. And it was like one day I'm gonna put my name on the ballot. One oh, day I'm he, gonna run. So he was like the trailblazer, and you were the guy that was like, "I can do that. I can walk down that trail." Huh. Yeah. So cool. So yeah, there's sure. so there's Chris Graham. So you like him because you credit him with getting helping you. Well, I didn't think s- about doing this. Did I say I like him? <laughs> <laughs> I assume you do. I, I mean, I know. do. I do like him. Yeah, but okay, cool. but you were making some assumptions about yeah, that. that, that no, I was something. singling him out. Okay. Yeah. So this is not. This oh, is damn! Not I just took one of those giant breaths. I was like listening to our podcast before. And I was like, I gotta stop <laughs> taking those big. Like, I clearly have. Yeah. You don't sleep have to apnea breaths into the mic. You don't have. Sorry, to. listeners. You don't have to be perfect in the first three episodes, but you have to improve over time. I like will. That's okay, people right. will people will harshly judge you if you're not improving over time. Well, check this out. I just took a breath away from the mic, and you that's, didn't even hear it. Did that's you? the way you do it. Okay, I'll try that one. So, Chris Graham acknowledging Chris Graham. Okay, and yeah. and acknowledgement, and thanking him for his community service, and and as well for sparking, I think, uh, an interest in in running, and and noting that. You know, people of all ages from all, you know, I, I grew up on Sartlet Preserve. People from, you know, both sides of the line, you know, all that are welcome and are needed in terms of community decision making. So he he triggered that with me. Good. Um, I want to uh, I want to acknowledge uh, Carl Jensen. Carl. And the reason why I want to Carl Je- acknowledge Carl Jensen is because I, I feel like I almost gave him a heart attack a couple weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> yes. On Halloween right. night. Well, of all nights, yeah, of that all is nights, the night to he, do it. He was, he was, um, so he was uh, handing out candy, yep. and and our kids, our kids basically just go to, just go to that road. I'm not going to say which road, but just go to that road and 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 um, it's a popular spot. It's a popular spot, and and it's great, right? You the can people go up that one live time. on that road. I, we need to acknowledge them because they probably have to spend like 
at least 60 bucks on candy a year. <laughs> All of Brentwood shows up there. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's great for us, right? We walk up one side, yeah. walk down the other side. And up until this year, our kids have been happy. That's been enough. Yeah. This year, I think Joey wanted to go further and he wanted to push the envelope. So we did. Yeah. But anyway, um, Carl uh, lives on that road. And uh, so the door is open and he's got this this brick pole in front of the door. Like a pillar? A pillar, yeah. yeah. And I walked up making sure that the pillar was in between he's Counselor Jensen and me. And I had a, this sore back, so I was like kind of hunched <laughs> over. Well, you were like Smeagol Olson. That's right. Yeah, okay. Because I, I walked up to you guys the same way when I saw you. You did. It was weird. And uh, and I walked up right behind the pole, and he was standing there, and um, I had the hood pulled right down over my eyes, and I popped out from behind the pillar, and I said, well, hello, Counselor Jensen. And he was like, ah! <laughs> and he jumped back. <laughs> and, and I start to laugh, and, and he then... Just paced back and forth for a good ten seconds, and I'm like, yeah, "Oh, had to I actually got you." He said, "Oh yeah, no, no, you got me." Yeah. So, anyways, I want to acknowledge that. Um, Gave him a good fright. Good thing that he's in such good, you know, health that he didn't have a heart attack, and we were having a by election because of that. I would have felt very. Hopefully, that's terrible. A, that's a weird yeah. place to take this. Anyway, <laughs> that was a weird place. Anyway, no, that's cool. Carl, <laughs> Carl's a good guy. I voted for Carl. I'm not Car- afraid to. Carl say and it. I, Carl and I, go back a little while. He, we were on uh, council together for a, a brief time when I, uh, just before I stepped off to run in 2013 for the BC Greens. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, he's very active in the community. Absolutely. Yeah, we talked about the the councillors that are involved in sports and stuff. He's one of those guys. So. He is one of those guys. And yeah, he and volunteers a lot too. And uh, and I'm and I'm gonna the third the third counselor that I'm gonna uh, acknowledge here, and and this is one um, similar to Chris. I want to acknowledge Bob Thompson, and the reason why I want to acknowledge acknowledge Bob is because uh, Bob has always been a very good advisor to me, yep. uh, for me, uh, and specifically around uh, issues around um, agriculture, yeah, and uh, and as well, Bob has a sense uh, around community planning and development that has been very helpful. Right. Uh, growing up on a reserve, there isn't any community, there isn't that kind of community planning that happens at the, at the municipal level. They didn't create that program for, for first nations communities. Right. And so it was, it was a struggle for me to, or in the early days to understand how that works, how planning and development and zoning and, and you know, the community interactions on Sartlip, you, you just kind of just done it, right? You just kind of build a house, and and right. the community's happy that you're looking after your housing. So, um, Bob has been uh, over the years, and I haven't connected with him much lately. I, we both are on the run, but he um, he's been kind of instrumental in in helping me work through some of those fundamental issues of being a, a community counselor. And he, you know, is always reminding me that about community engagement and making sure that I'm connecting with neighborhoods and things. So going back to my time in, in 2008 and, and uh, when I first ran, he made the decision not to run. He was on council leading up to that election, and okay. he didn't run. And Bob and I spent a lot of time in the earliest days of my political career, I guess, or my time in politics, time in governance, having a lot of coffee, having a lot of conversations, and, and getting a lot of advice from him. So... He's the final of the three that I'm going to lift up and 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 acknowledge for 
you know, contribution to um, to it. And of course, that's not to that's not to downplay Zeb King, who was the first guy to knock on my. He's another counselor on Central Senate. She was the first person to knock on my door and invite me to run in politics. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not to downplay the role that Niall Paltiel plays on council. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I walk with Niall fairly regularly, and, and he is... You've been cheating on me? He is... <laughs> well, I've walked... Walk, in. Walking with some other dude now? <laughs> Harsh. I, well, I, anyway. I'm learning this live on air right now. We're not live, as we've pointed yeah, out It's a recording, times. but we don't edit yeah. it, so it's pretty much live. Yeah, it's very much live. Well. How are your feelings? Your feelings? Or? No, I'm okay. I've moved on. Okay. okay. Um, anyway, uh, he, I mean, to his credit, Niall is very keyed into what's going on, and he understands how this, how this business works, and he takes full advantage of it. And, you know, of, uh, of anybody, he is, he is staying very much in touch with me and talking to me and, re- and elevating the, the, the issues in Central Sandwich up, so that's good. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Are we missing anyone? Oh, yeah. What's his name? Uh oh. <laughs> so, Gordon Newton. Come yeah, Gordon on Newton. now. So every What's his name? Yeah, Gordon Newton. He's going to be like, oh, thank yeah, No, thanks. it took me a minute. He's like, yeah, well, thanks anyway. Uh, no, do you know what, though? Like, everyone that's on council right now is like, I went to the all candidates meeting. Um, it was, I think, I think that was my first one I've ever been to. It was at Stelly's, and I watched all the candidates. And uh, every single one that got in, I voted for. So I was like, yeah. man, there I, you sh- go. I should be like a pollster or something. I shouldn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I sh- <laughs> no. There's like, st- you have to do statistics. You know, you have to do mathematics. I'm terrible with numbers. Pollster. Yeah, no. Yeah. You would not make a good, I mean, just because you voted once for the council that got elected doesn't make you a pollster. <laughs> a guy can dream. Right. Well, you thank you for not picking out your top favorite three. Well, did you want to talk about Gord? I well, felt I like mean, Gord I was like, Gord seemed like, I voted for Gord. I didn't know really anything about him. Um, but he he asked, or he, he responded really well, and he seemed very genuine. And um, his um, he looks like a good listener. He actually That's listened true. to the questions and answered. So That's true. And, and Gord has... has is another one of the counselors that also stays in touch quite often, and and uh, we we talk quite a bit. So it's a young council, eh? Yeah. Well, like and, and Ryan, right? Ryan Windsor is a, a very young mayor when it comes down to it. He's in yeah. his, he's still in his thirties, I think. But but it is a it is a younger council, that's for sure. And and in fact, if you take a look at all three of the municipal councils on the on the Sandwich Peninsula, and even for that matter, if you take a look at the the First Nations. Uh, the the makeup of the councils on the in the f- uh, four reserves, yeah. There is a lot. There is a a uh, a lot of younger leaders in our community that are stepping up and running, and and a good mix uh, of people with uh, diverse backgrounds. So I you know yeah. I think I think one of the things that I've really done as the MLA, and I'll take this up to a higher level. I'll I'll use your question, your your attempt to corner me, your attempt to catch me in a moment mm-hmm. of thoughtlessness <laughs> and I will, yeah. I will pivot because I, I, that's what politicians do. We pivot to talk about the thing that we want to talk about. Yeah. And the thing that I want to talk about is the work that, that we've done since, since the 2017 getting elected 
in working to try to build relationships between the three mayors of the municipalities and the four chiefs. Yeah. You know, there's there's about 60 local government elected officials in Saanich North and the island. So it's a big it's a big group including all of the island trustees and CRD directors. Yeah. Uh, and so it's very difficult to get everybody together in the same room at the same time. Hmm. So what I've been doing is is I've been working on a quarterly basis to take the mayors and the chiefs out for lunch. Oh yeah. And We've never had a full compliment yet, but we've always had more than half, at least three quarters of them show up. That's and, a lot of know, people to we're, coordinate we're in one place at one time. Yeah, yeah. So and a lot of a lot of busy schedules, right? And so I'm just very happy with whoever is able to show at the time, and uh, I'll buy the lunch, you know. And um, what it's done is it's is it's helped foster relationships across, uh, you know, between the municipal and the and the um, provincial and the First Nations governments. Yeah. And there's no agenda. Well, actually, it's not, that's not true. There is an agenda. It's relationship building. But right. there's no, like, on the paper, we're going to talk about these issues. Whatever happens, happens. Right. And we've, and, and we've had a wide range of conversations, and there's lots of one-on-one conversations that happen. Oh, hey, there's the, the chief that I'd like to talk to, or there's the mayor that I'd like to talk to, or the mayors, you know, get together and have a conversation about something that they're dealing with. So you go for lunch? I buy lunch, yep. Where do you go? So we were going to Maple Palace for a bit. And then the last one, we went to uh, Tandoori Flame, the Indian food here in Sydney. Oh, is that one the one by the Cloverdale paint? Delicious. Yeah, I went there. It's delicious. It was really, really good. This podcast brought to you by Tandoori Flame, delicious Indian cuisine in Sydney. Is it ad time? Because I wonder who sharpens their knives. Because I you don't know, know whose birthday it was the other day. I don't know. My buddy Anthony. Anthony? Yeah, he owns Tony. Midknife Crisis. Is he okay? Yeah, he's like he's the mobile sharpening guy. He is does he, knives. Does he have a mid he has a mid he's in the middle of a midnight crisis right now? No. It's he's he's a he's a real fan of puns and he puns well. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's just a pun. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah. oh midnight. I hope he's fine. Midnight. I like Anthony a lot and to hear that he might be in crisis, I was worried. So, uh, well, he may have been in a little bit of crisis this week. I know his wife was in Mexico, so he was holding down the fort with the work and the kids. And for his birthday, she went to Mexico. Okay, let's not. That sounds like a deal. Let's not argue on their behalf about okay. this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the let's deal was, argue. but she was away. He was Midnight crisis. Midnight for crisis. all your sharpening needs. Never a dull moment. Is that his? That's his slogan. It's so good. It is. I know. He, we should ask crisis. him to come up with a name for our podcast. Never a dull moment yeah. when you've got sharp knives around you. Yeah. He actually sharpened our knives the other two weeks ago. And we've never cut vegetables so cleanly and with such precision. Yeah. he does. Mid-knife g- crisis. He does a great job. Yeah. I don't know who sharpens the knives at uh, Tandoori Flame. It should be him. Well... That's up to them. That's their choice. And that's up that's his business choice to see whether or not he gets that business. But I would just say this. If you're looking for amazing Indian authentic Indian cuisine, yeah. That's where you go. Yeah, it was delicious. It I'm is fantastic. I'm fairly unversed on Indian yeah, food. So when I went in there I just kind of threw a dart at the menu and picked something random and it was so good. I'm very unversed too. Yeah. 
Yeah, is I it, just know what happens. Yeah, is that unversed? Not not very well versed. There, that? That's good yeah. English right there. Mm-hmm. Well done. Good save. Great save, Gilchrist. I would say that I'm not either. I just know that when my taste buds taste things that are delicious, I just know that. Yeah. And that's what I know about that place, is that my taste buds were like, hooray! Yeah. Um, so that um, whole top three of the week thing kind of floundered and didn't work for me at all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a new approach here. So um, this circle. was my backup plan. Circle back around. Yeah, this was my backup plan because rather than telling me your top three, you acknowledged every single one of them, which uh, kind of missed the whole point. But so anyway. I've got one. I actually have got one. Go. Um, I've got one for you. Oh, because I was ready for this. Uh oh. Yeah. Okay. Name your favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. So maybe you'll realize now. I'm not. I don't even want you. Don't even pretend that you're going to answer that question because it's not possible. I'll tell you my top three. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I always say, Ella, you're my favorite daughter. Yeah. Well. Anyway, that's the reason why you didn't get a straight answer because it's just a bad question. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so th- uh, I have a different top three then. But um, you did give me an opportunity to talk about good people on our council and yeah, they're good all good people. They're and yeah. you know what? Like, um, you kind of like learn over time a little bit. I mean, if you want to, um, like, kind of their affiliations as far as like provincial or federal politics go. I mean, obviously Ryan Rand. Um, in the federal election, um, but like with the councillors and stuff, like I know kind of, you know, who they're for, and I voted for people from all of them, and I think that is a healthy council, one that has a diverse political uh, landscape of allegiances or whatever. Governance Governance is about the debate. Exactly. And if you have no debate at the governance table... Then you're not actually you're not actually governing for the whole of the the people. I mean, this is my biggest issue with with majority governments. Yeah, you're not actually doing the job. No, it was like you're we were talking in the first episode. Like, are they just trying to make whoever's in power look crappy, or are they actually trying to make governance better? And and I think that's right. I think without political affiliations in your face at the um, uh, municipal level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it works really well. Yep. Without the the whole party thing going on. So anyway. And I think and I think for the most part when I'm having conversations with my colleagues at local government the the party affiliation thing it, it has no impact on me. Yeah. I have a I have a responsibility to represent. Mm-hmm. And um you know I it's 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 of no it's of no impact. So I, uh, what I was getting at, though, was I am now right. going to give you a different top three. So are we just going to do top threes until I get the perfect answers, in your opinion? Is that what the rest of this podcast series is going to be about? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. I, just, I, I just had two ideas. The first one clearly failed. That's okay. Uh, the second one may as well, but I, I, think, I think you'll be able to answer this one. Um, can you tell me your three favorite uh, nonprofits? My three favorite nonprofits. Yeah, like you know, they're they're the people that make things happen. Yeah, that are doing good. Well, this goes back to Saturday night. 
Okay. I went to the gala fundraiser for Peninsula Streams. Yes. And if anybody's right. been following my blog or anybody's been following me over my political career, they all know Peninsula Streams is right at the top. I mean, if you even just are following the, the work that I do in the legislature around salmon, creeks, streams, rivers, the circulatory networks in our communities are the most important to the health of ecosystems, to the health and well-being of our of our communities, absolutely, and um, we've largely trained. Uh, we've we've largely changed most of our creeks and streams into drainage ditches, mm-hmm. based on a philosophy called hydrological efficiency, which is just exactly what it is: get the water off the land as quickly and with as few impediments as possible. Mm-hmm. Meaning, we drain wetlands and we straighten creeks into ditches, and um, peninsula streams has been working a long time on the Saanich Peninsula to try to turn those ditches back into creeks and into streams and to improve the water quality. You know, a lot of the health of the Saanich Inlet, the ill health of the Saanich Inlet is because of the increased nutrient loads from, you know, from industrial activity, commercial activity, agricultural activity. Yeah. And that's because we don't allow our wetlands to function properly. And um, the very first organization to reach out to me after I got elected the night of my election uh, was uh, uh, Peninsula Streams and a gentleman co- by the name of Dennis Copeland, and he said, Counselor, we have to go for a beer. And we did. We went to the Prairie Inn, yeah. and he immediately started to lobby on behalf of the work that Peninsula Streams was doing. And I've, ever since then, for the last 10 years, I've become really good friends with Ian Bruce. He was on the Wild Salmon Advisory Council with me. Oh, cool. The provincial work. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I really have to lift up the work that Peninsula Streams does. Okay. Um, I really want to lift up the work that um, Bev Elder and um, the, the, I think it's called the Saanich Peninsula Food Bank. Okay. It used to be the Sydney Lions Food Bank, but now it's the Saanich Peninsula Lions oh, Food Bank. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. Yeah. So they've been supporting uh, this, the all of the Saanich Peninsula. So rather than just um, rather than just uh, noting that it's just Sydney, it's the whole Saanich Peninsula. Yeah. And uh, I don't have any of the statistics in front of me right now, but they service they serve a lot of people in in our community, and they pr- put a lot of food uh, into bellies in this community that wouldn't otherwise have it. And the work that they do. Uh, to get connected with the community and to provide that service is, is un- it's unbelievable. It's much needed. And tonight we're going to be going to the um, Grand Caribou Express. We oh. can't call it the Opry anymore. Oh, you're going. We're going tonight. Oh, and great. this is a, one of their main fundraisers every year where um, Barney Bentall and a group of, of um, cowboys come to town and play some country and folk music and everybody goes and it's a great night and uh, raise a lot of money for the food bank so that uh, they can continue to do the incredible work yeah. that they do hungry people the thought of it yeah is just in sad especially in a, children so well in a society that is so wealthy yeah um we need better solutions than nonprofits. you know feeding people we need to we need to figure that piece out but i think mm-hmm. i think they need they they need to be raised up for the work that they do, and as we get towards holidays and Christmas time and things like that, you know, this is the time for us to be reflecting and and if there are, if if there is capacity for people to be supporting 
groups. That's certainly one that uh, that at this time of year we would yeah, highly recommend. And they may be finding their uh, shelves are emptying a little faster these days with yeah what's going on so that's exactly right and i'm and actually uh joni and i are going to be going to the saturday show we've got them surrounded then yeah i'm going on saturday i'm excited about it i'm not like the hugest country fan but like i definitely appreciate uh good musicianship and songwriting you know what i take it on a song by song basis it's weird you know what's interesting is I enjoy whatever music is being played live in front of me. Yeah, yeah. So like it's it's like I I choose to listen to certain types of music. Yeah. But I've been to all kinds of different um all kinds of different performances with all kinds of different music, mm-hmm. and I just enjoy I just enjoy the live music that's happening in front of me at the time. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, Matt Masters. <laughs> Matt Masters is just one of these just you know beautiful musicians. He's hilarious, and uh, and you know I don't normally listen to country music like that, but but when he's playing live, it's fantastic. Ridley Bent was at the Creaky Deck concert series. Yeah, we hosted Ridley Bent, and that was a fantastic. Uh, that was a, he'll be there tonight probably this weekend. Yeah, so. I guess he would be. Yeah. Um. So that's two. Yeah, it is two. Um, Good counting. Good counting. Yeah, see, I all the way to two. See, I could be a pollster. You, c- <laughs> you could be a statistician. Yeah, uh, the third. I'm gonna group this. Okay. I'm gonna group okay. this. No, no, you're not gonna group this because it's a top three, and I'm f- had enough of your crap, <laughs> and I'm backing you into a corner, and there's no way out. Yeah, there Can is a way out. I'm sure you'll find there's it. lots of ways out. <laughs> okay, I've been doing this a long Let's, time. Okay, yeah, you're way better at that than me. Carry on. There's lots of ways. To the back. third is, the third is, all of the conservancy organizations on the Gulf Islands, and and the reason oh, why okay. the reason why I'm grouping them, and you didn't even let me explain to you. I was trying to be a hard hitting journalist, which I'm not. Yeah, no, you're no, not. I'm you're not. not that either. You're not a statistician. Uh, You're a guy. Yeah, I'm just a guy. <laughs> I mean, I think the reason why I wanted to group all of these is because they all do essentially the same work. Yeah. And they're an envir- they're environmental organizations, and they've been doing a lot of work to preserve the natural function of the ecosystems on the southern Gulf Islands. Each one of the islands has some kind of a conservancy group. They're all volunteer. They're all, I believe, they're all nonprofits. Yeah. Um, some of them might even be charities, but each each island has has its group of people that are working to preserve and protect and enhance the natural environments. And um, and we've started to recognize some of these. We've done a we're starting to do a public circle um, award where we where we lift up and give a little plaque to organizations that are doing good work in the communities. And and these this group is is a group of organizations that we've identified to to lift up and to thank. And, uh, and so, um, the reason why I group them is because they all do essentially the same thing. They're on all of the islands. And, uh, and so, you know, we've got a, uh, we've got a situation where, um, you know, the Islands Trust is designed to preserve and protect for the future of all British, uh, for the, the future of the islands on behalf of all British Columbians. And, the, and that's from a legislative and a governance perspective, but when it comes right down to 
gumboots in the creeks and on the ground and, and the actual restoration work that happens. Uh, you know, the people in the conservancies are raising money to buy land and protect it and preserve it and save it and, and nurture it and, and bring it back to its glorious self. So, Okay, well... Uh, Do you accept that? Yeah, but I'd like some, like, uh, names. Like, what, what? Can you name any? Putting I think it's spot. like island and then conservancy. Oh, okay. For whatever island that is? Yeah. Okay. I'll put links in the show notes Okay. to them all. Fair enough. But it's like Salt Spring Conservancy. Pender Island. Peak, I think, is Pender Island Conservancy Association. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, I'll, ac- I'll accept that. Those three. Or those two point bunch more. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I love I'm it glad when you, you look at me and you're shoulders slump down and you roll your eyes that is like my goal that never happened though like you just made that up no i didn't (laughs) okay so um what else is on your list of papers well uh okay i have um last week i asked a question and then you um gave me an answer and uh you used a bunch of sinchothan words okay i thought it would be fun if I learned a Sinchothan word a week. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. It's a good thing that you prepped me for this. Yeah. Well done. So. Sec- secret Sinchothan. Well, well, yeah. I know you're not like an expert. I know you. Or even you, a speaker. Yeah, you don't speak it fluently. Um, but Nor I, do I pronounce the words very well. Okay. Well, maybe you're not the best guy for this segment. No, so let's call this segment not the best guy. No, okay, well let's no, let's do this though. No, this is fun. Yeah, no, let's do this. I think, and I th- and I'm gonna ask you the first word. Okay. So, <laughs> don't worry, it's an um, it's an easy one. Okay. Um, and uh, I think it's one of the most important words in any language. Okay. And that's um, thank you. High school. Say that again. High school. High school. High school. Heichka. So, uh, you know, you commonly hear it as Heichka, right? And Heichka. I think that it's, yeah, high school. That's high what school. I say, high school. Okay. Yeah, Heichka. So it's a halkominum. Uh, there's different pronunciations of it because there's different dialects. Okay. And again, this is the reason why I'm not the best guy. But I do want to, I, I actually want to point this out because I'm not a fluent speaker. I'm not even particularly skilled on it. I generally you know, pick a word out to use it. And and I think that the most important thing that we can be doing right now is just using the language as much as possible. So yeah. even if we're not doing it in 100% correctly, doing it is the most important thing. Speaking it yeah. and trying. Well, maybe, maybe in, in future episodes when we're sitting across from each other at your kitchen table and... Uh, my cute little niece Ella is around. Maybe we'll, yeah. we'll maybe we'll pull her over to the mic and get her to. She's an immersion. Educate me. Yeah, yeah she's an immersion. We'll get her high to school. jump in there and give us a word. High school. Okay. High school. High school. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. A lot of people use Heichka. Heichka. Yeah. So, can, is yeah. it either? Like, can I do use either? Please do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Heichka. Well, well, Heichka, or high school. Yeah, it's good for, eh? for learning me that right now. Yeah. Um, one more thing in my notes is um, we were just talking about live music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to plug 
an upcoming musical performance that will be live at the Brentwood Bay Village Emporium live. on November 29th. Live at the Brentwood Bay Village Emporium. Yeah, Madison so Olson. Madison Olson featuring myself. I'll be playing guitar. Nick Gilchrist. And uh, my friend Andy Slonowski. Damn Andrew. Also known as Damn Andrew. And um, we've been practicing. Like No. We've practiced for this show, like at least for Madison and I, like four times as much as we normally do. So to the people in Brentwood... If you're wondering, they're taking you seriously yeah, by practicing. They're yeah. honoring. They're honoring your ears. We're taking ourselves seriously. I mean, Dam Andrew is an amazing musician, right. so I really had to up my game. And you know what, Madison has brought like so many new songs that man, I've been on the YouTube trying to learn stuff because she's some good. Of these things are hard, but she is good. Madison Olson, you might have seen her at the Brentwood Bay Festival. Yeah. She sings the national anthem there. She's out played there before. She wasn't there this last year, no. um, because she was at a concert in Vancouver. She right. Was, she was checking out some live music. Is that Billie Eilish? Yeah, she was at Billy, Billy, the eyelash lady. Um, and uh, but she did open the opening ceremonies for the Little League this year and the um and the uh, tournament. So right. uh, that was cool. And then um, so yeah, what I was gonna say though is, damn Andrew. I want to I want to throw a plug out for him because uh, not only has he been helping us with this and is going to sit in with his amazing piano skills, but he's an awesome musician and he has a website. And Christmas is coming up, so it's true. I want to plug his pet anthem website. Have you ever heard of that? No. Oh, so pet anthems? Yes. He so let me ask, what are those? Well, pet anthems are custom made. Uh, musical um, songs and he sometimes also or you can also get um, videos attached where you send him a bio about your pet and uh, uh, photos and he will customize a song about your pet and then send it to you and he charges for this yeah nice yeah of course how many he has he done oh he's done a bunch nice. check, check out his website at PetAnthems.com. There's some Hold really on, what was that at URL? PetAnthems.com. That makes a lot of sense. It's a good website. Uh, that name. is. Yeah. So Could anyway. you imagine if it was something completely different from that? It might confuse people, but this is very non-confusatory. Yeah, it wasn't taken, which is cool, because who wants to type, make up a song for my pet, dog, bird, lizard, snake, rock. Dash dot, dot org. Yeah, dot slash com. Brentwood.gov.ca, whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> nice and clean. It's petanthems.com is the, is the website. Yeah. So, so anyway, I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that plug out for him because he's doing us a massive favor with them. Um, that's good. This music. segment of this podcast. Yeah, brought to you by petanthems.com. So there are some seats available still for that show. You can oh, do you have to reserve, get tickets? You have to reserve. Are you coming? I hope so. Okay. Well, it's on the 29th. And Isn't there... There's not like a specific seat in LA or whatever? I'm not. No, there's no. Oh. There's no. No ranking. No. I can't pull rank. No. It's good. That's good. Yeah. No, the, I'm asking because people need to know that there's no special. Yeah, you seat. can sit in front of your MLA if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Wear a big hat, a sombrero <laughs> even, if you like. Just yeah. to, just to throw make them look around. 
Make him work for it. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. So, so you get your tickets, or you get you you book a, a spot. Yeah, you can call or their Facebook page. You can even reserve spots on there now. What's their number? Uh, I don't know offhand. I don't know. You mean you did all this work to make notes, and that's not one of the notes that you made? No, I just wrote down the pet anthem thing and the birthday, the Sinchothan word, and the, the nonprofit and the Central Sandwich Council. That's like the extent of my notes right now. Okay. Super high level notes. Yeah. Hey. Seven, seven, eight. I don't know. Anyway, Google it. People, like Hold if on. you're listening to this, you're on a computer. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but we oh, could be you're helpful. Oh, you're Googling. We it. could be okay. helpful. Yeah, let's be helpful. Seven, seven, eight, three, five, one, zero, one, seven, eight. Yeah. Brentwood Bay Village Emporium. We have uh, they they unwittingly sponsored a uh, segment <laughs> a while back. I mean, I think we we are kind of doing guerrilla marketing for these people. They mostly don't even know that we're giving them a a shout out. No, they have no clue, unless so they listen, which would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but Brentwood Bay Village Emporium. They're at uh, 7103 West Saanich Road, and their number is 778-351-0178. You want to go and watch Madison Olson. If you want to actually witness the Nick Gilchrist in person as he rocks the guitar in the background. Oh, God. You can go too to much that. pressure, man. You can go there, and it's what? what's the date? The 29th of November. That's it's a, a Friday fr- night. It's a Friday. They do music every Fridays, whether it's uh, a live act or their um, open mic. Cool. Let's move on. Though. All right. So okay. um, uh, we covered one thing you did this week. What was the other thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did a. Uh, I was on Pandora. <laughs> what was the other thing? I did lots of other <laughs> things. But <laughs> like uh, there were two things you did. Yeah, just two things. That's all. Uh, um, so I was on Pender Island for. The, we're, we're starting a, a series of community meetings. I was on uh, Pender Island and, and in Brentwood uh, this this week. Um, and uh, talked a little bit about uh, climate change and the school strike in Brentwood, but but mainly talked about um, emergency preparedness. And and last year the Southern Gulf Islands were devastated right around Christmas time with a storm. And you remember the storm that knocked power out, which doesn't happen in on the Sandwich Peninsula very often at all. Uh, the Southern Gulf Islands were devastated by it. There was trees down everywhere. People were, I mean, people were without power for. Uh, a week. That was a weird. That was a weird storm. Like, it, yeah, it's like it came from a different direction and totally. it just caused total havoc. Yeah. yeah, the trees knocked trees down everywhere, and so, um, one of the things it, for me as an MLA, there's no training, right? So it's not like it's not like I know who to turn to and how and and you know how to get access to the information until it happens. They don't. They don't walk you through every single system that the province of British Columbia has for obvious oh. reasons because we've got lots of systems. So there's no like MLA crash course weekend retreat. No. 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 They it's weird. There's. Can you look it up on YouTube? So well, <laughs> no. There's no YouTube for that. <laughs> you should Actually, do that. Hey. <laughs> no. You'd get like how many? Like five views. Like five views. No. How many people are in the? You'd get probably. No. Well, half of they those people even are reelected. Yeah, and, and they'd be like, I don't want to listen to this guy. guy. No, I have to listen to him. I already have to. <laughs> I have to listen to him way too much. They already leave the I chamber. I told your mom to talk. listen to the podcast yeah. the other day. I was like, hey, have you had enough of listening to your son talk? <laughs> no? Oh, have I got the thing for you? Yeah. It's a podcast. <laughs> this is the antidote to your. <laughs> yeah. So, um, best with headphones. That way it gets right into your head. <laughs> He's not there already. <laughs> so, I think, you know, 
Um, one of the messages, and the CRD is the CRD helps deliver. The, so basically, local governments deliver the emergency response and the emergency preparedness on behalf of the provincial government, which has a which has emergency preparedness BC. And there's a bunch of structures in place that help deliver uh, emergency response services and they do it through local governments and so on the southern gulf islands it's done through the crd and the crd's got a number of, of contractors that deliver it on each one of the islands and it's you know so um they learned a lot i think bc hydro learned a lot i think telus who who delivers a lot of the telecommunications to the gulf islands learned a lot from that uh and so we invited the crd sean carby is the name of the manager that manages the emergency services and we invited him to come to the gulf islands when we do our tour and there's further dates you can check them out on uh on the our facebook page adam olson's mla facebook page uh also will be a link uh in the show notes to that okay and uh we started to have a conversation about what did we learn you know how how are we changing our approach to make sure that the service of uh, uh of our citizenry in in a case like that in if it happens again in the future is smoother better our responses is, is is more proactive or how are, how can we be more proactive and so i think this is the point that i want to land on with um and that is that it's really important that people on the southern gulf islands are making sure that they are putting together the resources that they need if if something like that happens again that they're able to not you know, we often talk about having 72 hours of, of food and, and be able to be self-sustaining for 72 hours if the ferry services get cut off. On the Southern Gulf Islands, it's it's probably prudent to be prepared for 7 to 10 days, 14 days. Yeah. Um, because, you know, um, you find out just how fragile our infrastructure that we take so for granted every day is it's very fragile and vulnerable to... To disruption, and so um, the the main message is: yes, the CRD learned stuff. Yes, the provincial government learned stuff. Tell us, and BC Hydro learned things from the from their experience. The most important thing is is that they're if a bunch of trees fall down on power lines, it's going to take a while for it to get brought up, no matter what they learned. Yeah, you know, it might be quicker, but it's still not going to be quick. Right. So. Be prepared. Be ready. Have a radio. Have have uh, you know have water. Have food. Have the the um, have a generator. Right, and and the CRD has resources online. It will also be linked in the in the um, podcast notes, uh, where you can go find out the you know the list of resources that are there. And it's just better that rather than uh, caught a lot of us off guard, caught me off guard as the MLA. I didn't know where to turn. I went and learned that throughout the, this last year. Right. And uh, same thing goes for people that live on the islands and live on the Saanich Peninsula. Make sure that you know who's responsible for what so that if something like that happens again, if there's a disruption in service due to a storm, mm-hmm. you're able to access the services that you need. Excellent. And I feel like that kind of drives home the point in our was I think it was the last episode about um, the Gulf Islands being a barometer for how efficient things are on the Big Island, aka yeah. Vancouver Island, right? So like, it's just a different scale. Yeah, and we have to be continually, I think, preparing ourselves and and making sure that our 
you know, our physical spaces and our families are looked after that we know where our, we know where our people are and, and we can, uh, how we can lean on each other and help each other out. It's important to know who your neighbors are, for example, and specifically on the Southern Gulf Islands, you know, if communications gets knocked down, making sure that there's not just digital communications. I think we've, we've learned that we rely so heavily on our, on our digital communications that actually analog communications looking at each other and being able to say yeah that person is okay or no that person needs help yeah because you're on an island and your services are disrupted man you go back to the basics of survival like i remember uh when we lived on the north coast we had a insane uh couple weeks of outflow uh weather which is if you don't know um just like uh wind that comes from the arctic down the interior and blasts out to the coast and we were literally uh chopping ice from the top of a pond and bringing it home and boiling it for water right because that was there wasn't anything else we could do yeah and no yeah no power we're obviously up there everyone has a uh, or most people have a cooking wood stove and right uh, stuff so yeah i can imagine that um that is a very important thing you're doing right now. As we get to December and as we start to get to the winter months, I think making sure that we are prepared and making sure that we are identifying those in our community that might not have the resources to be prepared and finding out how our community can help them. I think that's a, if there's one key takeaway from this, um, this has been kind of a somber episode. Yeah, it's, it's a little more a little more dry and serious. Yeah. I'm not in my element. Like I said, I feel like a fish out of water. I'm in the landmark building in sydney you look like you look like a fish out of water right now this building kind of reminds me of one of those bases on tatooine and star wars it's like a weird speaking of which star wars Uh uh-oh yeah oh you're gonna we've got apple tv right oh do you yeah yep and it just showed up on our last night we were watching uh emily and i were gonna sit down and just try to I was going to try to clear my mind with some mindless television. Yeah. And it showed up The Mandalorian. Yes. Disney oh, the, uh, yeah. Disney Plus, which is a new streaming service. And this is absolutely not a commercial for them. They don't need me to they don't need us to do commercials for them. No. Have created a episodic I think it, I think that's what it's called. Oh, it's a series like a TV uh-huh. series. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. that was a ad for a movie. No. Longer do you have to wait two years for your next Star Wars show? Yeah. They're coming out with like this Star Wars episodes. Careful, my eyes are glazing over. The man, don't you like you're Star losing, Wars? You're losing me. No, I do. I do. I really. I I've seen the the episode four, five, and six like right. a lot of times. Yes, I had them on VHS as a kid. So. This is exciting for Silas and for Ella. They they like They're Star Wars it. and yeah. and um. My kids are into the anime stuff. Yeah, my well, Silas is too. It's weird. Like, it's actually interesting. I don't want to lead this into like a longer conversation because we're running out of time. Uh, But yeah, we're out of it. In fact, I I know that the next meeting is sitting in the waiting room right now. Well, let's cut it off. Kind of like you were sitting in the waiting room before this. I did that. Well, so that's what happens. You got to do your time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, that's week three. Next week, maybe. I'm 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 hoping that the school strike is over and we can just get right back to entertainment. Yeah. Well, 
infotainment or intermationativeness. Hang in there, folks. <laughs> Hang in there. Stay with us. Yeah, stay with us. We'll be we'll be back right after this week. Well, Heichka, Adam. Yeah, Heichka. Uh, That's right. For, for having me and in your constituency office. Two Sinchothan words this week. Yes. As we always say, as I always end every podcast, and people wonder, what is that word? It's goodbye. Okay. Hayekwa. Hayekwa.